This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. I tell you right now, this mm-hmm. fan base has been lied to for many, many years. Uh-huh. So, oh, really? You know, Explain the lie. I want to hear this. How they've been lied to. That's what I want to know. You could go back to right after Peyton was retired, that we're a quarterback away. So the fan base has been lied to many, many times. The one good thing that the Broncos have going for them right now is Russell Wilson still has football left in him. Russell Wilson could still play this game at a very high level. Broncos country, let's rock. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It's the afternoon get down known as Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Orlando Franklin in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We are presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We're going to give you the hot ticket tonight regarding the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. Who do we believe is going to win and what? Who is he? Who? Who is he? What will be the real Jordan Love as a Packers quarterback? We're going to do that in a couple of minutes. But Rachel in Tampa hitting us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, part of the Freddie and Harry hotline at 888-729-3776. She's got something to say about Zach Wilson. Rachel, what you got? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited I get to talk on the radio. Um, (laughs) I wanted to say, while I don't know everything in the world about football, I do know about people a little bit, right? And I feel so bad for him. And I feel so bad for the things that I have heard. Um, I saw the game and what happened with Aaron Rodgers. And from my understanding, this kid's been, like, sitting there. He hasn't been playing. Mm-hmm. He's been the backup. He wasn't planning on playing. He went in. They won. Now, I don't know whose fault it was they won. But regardless, <laughs> they won. And the next day, I'm listening to the radio, and I'm hearing, hopefully he's good enough that he'll be worth something and we have a decent season and can get rid of him and get somebody else to replace him. Like, this guy is coming in, and he's playing, and day one, what he's hearing is, hopefully he's good enough to get us far enough that we can get rid of him and get somebody to replace him. And regardless of, like, the football process of this, that, or the other, for guys that are that age that have a tendency to pop off at the mouth and they're cocky, it's very hard to change the behavior I didn't hear a single person talking about, wow, look what he did. He came out there when we needed him, and this is what we got. I didn't hear anybody talk about how well he did talking afterwards and da-da-da-da-da, which I know was like an issue in the past. And nobody's really said anything like that. In fact, I heard somebody the other day complaining because he came out and he was like, we need to. And they were like, no, we don't need to. You need to. But I think initially part of the issue was him saying that he wasn't the problem. And not using the term we. You know, I get where Rachel's coming from. I don't mind people defending Zach Wilson because there should be a defense for him. But Rachel, my friend, number one, I appreciate the phone call. Number two, if you go back and look at that game, the Jets won in spite of Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. That's just being real here. The one touchdown pass he threw, it was a terrible pass that Garrett Wilson had to come back and make a play on in the end zone, and he threw a pick early on. Now, he did make a couple of throws in that game. But when you're drafted that high and a team has told you this is a guy that we believe is going to be a franchise quarterback, we can't have the same questions or the same conversations about Zach Wilson that we had his rookie year and his sophomore year. And like I said, Orlando, to be fair, it has been an unwinnable situation that the Jets placed him in by drafting him number two and expecting this. Because when you draft a quarterback that high, you expect him to be an impact player. It also does not help the New York Jets that a team called the San Francisco 49ers 
also drafted a project named Trey Lance. And when it didn't work out, they didn't keep that mistake in the building. They traded the Dallas Cowboys. The Jets know that this has not worked out when it comes to Zach Wilson, yet they keep trying to force the issue that they still believe in him, even though, honestly, my tea leaves, my spidey sense tells me they're tired of it and they want to move on from him and they're just waiting for the white guy to show up, not named Aaron Rodgers, for the rest of 2023. Yeah, so when I look at this whole entire situation, Freddie, it's like you just talked about it. Not his freshman year, his sophomore year. This is now Jack Zach Wilson's third year in the National Football League. Yes, do I think that they did him dirty by throwing him out there his rookie year from day one? Absolutely. But this organization's hope was, hey, we just traded for Aaron Rodgers. You saw that we were all in on Aaron Rodgers from the get-go. Before Aaron Rodgers was here, we hired his whole offensive coordinator in Nathaniel Hackett. We're going after this guy. This organization was hoping that Zach Wilson would change his approach behind the scenes on how he prepared for football and that he could show on the football field that he's holding his own weight. My rookie year in the National Football League was 2011, Freddie. That year, we did not have an off-season program. There was no OTAs. Mm -hmm. I was drafted to the Denver Broncos in April and had no idea when training camp was going to show up. Because of the lockout. Because of the lockout. At the combine, I was 313 pounds. I showed up in July, I was 335 pounds. I had no idea when football season was going to start. And after the draft, I'm a big boy. I just started eating. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right? So <laughs> when I got here, not not as big as you, Shannon. Exactly. Um, boy, get him on. Get him Orlando. Hey, yo. <laughs> but, but, fellas, when I got there, this is no OTAs. I showed up to the Denver Broncos and they said, hey, the league recertified training camp starts in 48 hours. Jumped on a plane the day after and was at a D- the Denver Broncos facility. I was handed a playbook. The playbook looked like it spoke Spanish. I had no idea <laughs> what was going on in this playbook. Day one, the starter at right tackle. I'm a second round pick, 46 overall. I'm thinking I'm going to get ready to get eased into this thing. Right. Nope. It's a 30-minute meeting, and now you got to go block Von Miller, and you got to go block Elvis Dumerville. Good luck to you. Those guys are running circles around me. It took about five days of practice for Brandon Lloyd, Pro Bowl wide receiver, all-pro player. Everybody remembers Brandon Lloyd for his spectacular catches. He grabbed me one day after practice as we were jogging off the field. He said, hey, young fella, let me talk to you really quick. Mm -hmm. I said, what's up, B. Lloyd? He said, I just want you to know that we're only as strong as our weakest link. And right now, you're our weakest link. Mm. Right there and then, mm. I was frustrated, but he was right. I just showed up. They were st- I was starting at the right tackle position. Everybody trusted me that I would get my stuff together. And what did I do? I got my stuff together. So I don't like the decision that the Jets made years ago on Zach Wilson throwing right. him out there. Right. But at the same time, at what point is this young man going to get his stuff together? Mm-hmm. He's given, He's been given multiple opportunities and multiple chances. And now this football team believes that they have a really good football team if they could get decent quarterback play. It's up to Zach Wilson to go out there and give them decent quarterback play. Yeah, Because if you're a New York Jets player, you're tired of waiting for something that may never come. No matter what kind of promises have been put out there no matter what kind of proclamations whatever t-shirts have been given to players like i mentioned rich samini espn new york jets reporter he put on twitter last hour that the new york jets have distributed t-shirts to players that says i got your back in black white letters against a black background and black t-shirts jets players like look you can give me all t-shirts you want 
that quarterback needs to be what we have not seen. And if he can't do it, this can't continue with that mistake staying in the building much longer when it comes to Zach Wilson. Adam in Kansas City, my friend, weighing on Zach Wilson. What you got on Freddie and Harry with Freddie Coleman and Orlando Franklin? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Appreciate I appreciate you. Uh, you taking my call. Sure. Um, I got a question when it comes to Zach Wilson stuff. Uh, specifically, I understand the onus is on him to perform. He's a professional athlete. He's got to go out there and, you know, make it right and everything. But at what point do these organizations look at player development and look at the Mel Kuypers and everybody that's putting out all these draft grades on these potential quarterbacks and say enough of this is enough. Like we need to do our own research to make sure this isn't a bust pick. I feel like a lot of the organizations rely on the media and looking at uh, these guys that are evaluating these these young college kids, and they they don't always end up to be the best uh, drafted guys. Adam can't, can't say I'll answer this question. Orlando, you can back me up on this. I guarantee you right now. There's not one scouting department that pays attention to Mel Kiper Jr. Yeah, they 100%. Res- yeah, they respect him. They know he has a job to do, evaluating players. And Mel Kiper does that better, in my opinion, than anybody out there. I'm a big fan of what he does, what Daniel Jeremiah does for NFL Network, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But Adam, I'm telling you right now, it would be any NFL scouting department, if they paid attention to Mel Kiper Jr., it'd be the same with NFL general manager paying attention who won fantasy football last year. They don't yeah. do those kind of things. They have a scouting department based on people that they trust. You can criticize their scouting and their evaluations and their department, but they are not paying attention to mock drafts and draft evaluators. If anybody does that, I guarantee you they do not have a job in the National Football League. And then the behind-the-scenes aspect of it, right? You know, these scouts all year, they're at Zach Wilson's games. They're watching him play out there at BYU. Then after the season comes, they bring these guys in for top 40 visits, right? That's a part of the evaluation process. You go to the NFL scouting combine. You're able to now bring Zach Wilson into a room and have a official visit with him. And, you know, you're sitting with him for about 30 minutes and evaluating him and talking just back and forth. You meet up with these guys for unofficial visits at the combine as well. Then you fly out to their pro day. Right. So there are multiple different levels and different stages where you evaluate the quarterback and you you try to teach him different things and you sit him down and you you try to see how his memory is. And you talk about these football plays and then start talking about life. And then 40 minutes later, you go back to those football plays. So I promise you that the Jets organization and their scouts, they've done all of these things when it comes to a player like Zach Wilson, because they took him number two overall a couple years back. He's Orlando Franklin in for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. And Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Keep weighing in at triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Like Scott in the great city of Baltimore. Scott, what you got, my friend? Hey, good evening. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you. Um, I'm not a Zach Wilson proponent, defender, whatever. Okay, so I just want to clear the air on that. But <laughs> all Zach Wilson is guilty of is being Zach Wilson. If he was overestimated overvalued over whatever the adjective is you want to use. That's not on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was a known quantity. He came into the season as a backup quarterback. All of a sudden he gets thrown into the fire. If they thought he was 
of proper value and a proper – they wouldn't have gone after Aaron Rodgers as vehemently as they did. Mm-hmm. Now you throw him into the fire, and his critics want him to be something that he never was, never is, and never will be. So I'm not saying, you know, like cut him a break. I mean, he, you know, he, he's not a child, right. but come on. He's a known quantity, and if shame on you, whomever you are, if you expected more out of him. And that goes to not us because Orlando Franklin and Freddie Coleman, Scott in Baltimore, agree with you. Yeah, This is all in the New York Jets. 100%. <laughs> Period. In the you story. Know, the only thing that I would throw on Zach Wilson's table, on his plate, is how did you change your preparation? You faced so much adversity. Now you were backed up into a corner this offseason. It's on you to show this coaching staff, that organization, that fan base, that there are two or three things that you do really, really well. And that's where my frustration is. So I'm buying everything that Scott just said. Me too. But two and a half years into this thing, Zach Wilson, why don't I know what he does really, really well? Because and, we and still I, don't. Yeah. We, and I put that on Zach Wilson. Yeah, and we can put that on coaching as well in terms of maybe the Jets have tried everything possible and they still don't see anything that they can look at and say, okay, he does A well, he does B well, he does C well. And when you draft a guy that high, you shouldn't have those kind of questions still in year three when it comes to Zach Wilson. Prime example, Joe Burrow gets drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. There were questions on Joe Burrow coming out of college. They say, does he have enough arm strength? He played in that offense. Will that transfer to the next level? By week two, they said, that blankety-blank can throw the football. (laughs) That blankety-blank can make some plays. And guys rally around him. And when he tore his ACL, they even said they felt like they didn't want to play anymore. Because the guy wasn't there. He comes back to torn ACL, back-to-back championship appearances in the AFC Championship game when it comes to Joe Burrow. They didn't have to worry about early on what he could and could not do because he showed it. With Zach Wilson, we're still having the same issues with him as a Jets organization or a Jets fan base or anybody who watches football. And I said it last year, Orlando. I said, if we're having – when Zach Wilson after this rookie year, and I said, well, we got to give him a break. That rookie year, that wasn't fair to anybody. The Jets yeah. said, you're going to be our starting quarterback. He wasn't ready. They weren't ready to coach him. It was not a good situation year one. But I said, we want to see what his learning curve is because he said he learned a lot in the offseason. And I said, we're still having the same question about Zach Wilson at the end of year two that we had at the beginning of year one. Then what are the Jets going to do about it? Well, we saw it. They went out and got Aaron Rodgers. They said, you know, we, we can't put up with this. We're hoping that he can learn from this guy who believes in Zach Wilson. Well, now we are in game three of Zach Wilson part 3.0, and he's still having the same issues. That's not on us. That's on Zach Wilson, and it's on the Jets coaches that we may not have been able to figure him out. Thousands and thousands of reps between OTAs, training camps. Zach Wilson's been through three training camps. He's been through three, three OTAs, and yet he hasn't shown that coaching staff that, hey, I do this really, really well. If we move the pocket, I could find success. He hasn't shown it at a consistent enough basis for now the Jets to say, hey, let's tailor the game plan and let's have more of this in for this young man. And that is 100% on the player. You have to show your consistency in the National Football League or you pick one thing and say, this is what I'm really good at. No matter what, I am going to show that. I talked earlier in this same segment, Freddie, Mm -hmm. about my struggles in Denver. But I promise you this, every time they call the run play, I'd light somebody up. Every single time they call the run play. Because I was going to show that coaching staff that, yeah, I might be struggling when it comes to pass pro, but I can run block. I'm a mauler. There is something there. And that's just 
the competitiveness in me as a, as a player. I wanted to win. I got tired of every single day not understanding my role or where I stood. Mm-hmm. At what point is Zach Wilson going to do that? Because I haven't seen that out of him yet. Jeff in Pennsylvania, thanks for hitting us up at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Jeff in the friendly state of Pennsylvania, what you got? Welcome to the heart of Nittany Lion country. Uh, I, I agree with the one caller from California who said that it's, you know, the organizations. I, I think it's more the – I think it goes deeper. I think it's the coaching staff. I think these guys are here and they, they get hired. They want automatic results. Mm-hmm. And when that doesn't happen, they start getting rid of them. And there's no consistency. I think it comes down to basically, and you both, you two both should know this, it comes down to execution on the field. Absolutely. If the players aren't willing to execute, and I'm not saying that nobody doesn't execute, I'm saying that somewhere along the line, a coach needs to step up and grab some guys and say, hey, look, you're not performing. If you're not going to perform, I'm fine. Zach Wilson, forget Justin Fields. Start with the as a team. It's fair what you had to say, but I will say this, Jeff of Pennsylvania. The Jets had a guy last year called Mike White. The minute that Zach Wilson got injured, Mike White stepped in, and that Jets offense looked extremely, extremely different. It was the same offense coordinator, same personnel, same plays, and Mike White threw for over 300 yards. Before Buffalo beat the fool out of him, he came back with ribs that he should not have been out there with and almost won that game on the road against the Buffalo Bills. Sometimes it's not just coaching. Sometimes you have a guy that can't play. So we can try to say the coaches need to get more out of him. Not everybody can be, for example, like Andy Reid. One of the best quotes I heard about Andy Reid, Orlando, and it's an old quote that somebody talked about Don Shula. He could, Bum Phillips, who said he could take hisin and beat Yun, and then take Yun and beat hisin. That was his way of saying that no matter who you put in front of that guy, that guy will be whoever you put in front of him. Guys like Andy Reid are like that. Kyle Shanahan's like that at the San Francisco 49ers. When Jimmy Johnson got the Dallas Cowboys for the accumulated those stars, he was able to do that. Certain coaches can do that because they're really good. But you got the best coach in the world. But the player can't play, there's only so much you can get out of that player, no matter what kind of pedigree that coach or that coaching staff has. 100%. And Zach Wilson has had the consistency that a lot of these other players don't get. Coaching just in the National Football League, coaching in sports, period. It it is a results-based business. But what's going on with the Jets is that now Robert Sala, third year in this system right? You're keeping the guys around. This is your system. You've molded this how you see fit. With Zach Wilson, I think the frustration of this football team is, hey, we gave you the keys to the city. We rode it out with you in year two. In year, going into year three, we went and showed you that you are no longer a part of the plan, mm-hmm. and yet you still haven't taken a step forward. You cannot stay the same in the National Football League. Lenny in Florida, what you got on Zach Wilson, my friend? Hey, can you hear me just fine? We got you loud and clear, my brother. We got you. Okay. Um, I just want to say I really think it's a coaching deficiency. I saw a couple of plays where he just simply didn't get rid of the ball. He could have thrown it away. You're losing 50 to 30 yards of field position when you do that. On the flip side of that, he threw some dimes that nobody else in the league could throw. If he could just get some confidence in the pocket, have somebody to mentor him, 
I think he'll be just fine. Lenny, they brought in Aaron Rodgers to mentor him, and he's still doing the same thing. And when it comes to Zach Wilson throwing dimes, I can name 10 quarterbacks at the top of my head that throw better dimes than Zach Wilson. Mm. The the three guys in his division that can do that, Josh Allen, the Buffalo, Tua Tungavailoa, the Miami Dolphins. And Mm. Mac Jones throws better dimes than Zach Wilson. Let's be honest. If the Jets are taking Mac Jones with the second pick in the draft, we're not having this conversation. If they took Justin Fields with the second pick in the draft, we're not having this conversation when it comes to that. So I, you can put it on coaches all you want. You can defend Zach Wilson. But what did you say, Orlando? We live in a production-oriented business, especially in the NFL. And at that position, three years in, and you're still doing the same things, you can miss me with that when it comes to Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson needs to draw a line in the dirt and say it stops right here. Thank you. He needs to figure this thing out on his own because he has – all the tools and he has more weapons than Mac Jones has out there. Yes, he does, he on has, offense, you're right. He has more weapons than Justin Fields has out there mm-hmm. on offense. So why isn't there that success? And at some point, you got it doesn't matter what you sit here and say. The player needs to perform. The player has to take onus and say that I am going to get better. I'm going to figure this thing out. We continue to talk about you know the guy just talked about the coaching deficiencies. Now. There is a place for that. Maybe you want to talk about a new offensive coordinator and of running things for the uh, differently for the first time. And when you bring Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers in there, the terminology might change. But at the same time, what has Zach Wilson shown us that he can do week in, week out? What has he done? He hasn't shown anything because if he had shown anything, I promise you, we're not even having this conversation right Absolutely. now because the New York Jets as a football team would know exactly who they are offensively. Great stuff about Orlando Franklin in for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You can get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So Aaron Rodgers is with his next, even though he's not playing, and Zach Wilson's got the job for now. But his ex-girlfriend is doing pretty good with the new boyfriend. We're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers and how much of a threat they are in the NFC North with the guy after Aaron Rodgers. Keep it here on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Here's Orlando Franklin in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It's time to get you ready for NFL football tonight to kick off week four. The Green Bay Packers taking on the Detroit Lions. That's part of the hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets and experience it live. We know Detroit coming into the season, a lot of people have them as the sheet pick to win the NFC North after what they did last year, 5-1 and one record in the last six games after they started the season at 1-6. and six. But we're going to find out a lot about Detroit and Green Bay as well. Both the 2-1, and one, Green Bay, in my opinion, Orlando, a surprising 2-1. and one. And Jordan Love, his completion percentage, meh, 33.1%. But he's averaging an NFL high 10.1 air yards per attempt. I think he can – I know he can play. I'm just still trying to figure out exactly – where the real is with him, even though I only have a three-game sample as Jordan Love being the starting quarterback in Green Bay. Mm, so I think the real is more closer to that 53.1 completion percent, man. Because for me, I've watched Jordan Love, and I think that there are times that he looks absolutely amazing, and it's like, why didn't the Green Bay Packers move on from Aaron Rodgers a while ago? Mm-hmm. This young man has been ready. But then there are times where it's just like, oh, my goodness gracious. The moment's too big. <laughs> right. He has no idea what's going on. The quarterback sneak, he doesn't even know how to do that. He got trucked by his right guard in that situation, right? Didn't even generate enough push, but there's too many peaks and valleys to his game. It tells me that everything needs to be perfect in order for this young man to succeed. And guess what, Freddie? In the National Football League, nothing is ever perfect. Yeah. Week in, week out, guys are getting banged up. Week in, week out, you know, you look at an opposing team and they're able to take something away from you. And coaching staffs, they get hired and fired away. So I don't think Jordan Love is quite there yet, in my opinion. One of the things about Jordan Love, and I will say this, after dealing with all of that the last couple of years, being the heir apparent when the guy didn't want you to be the heir apparent before they finally moved on from Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, he has shown that nothing is really going to shake him. Nothing is going to bother him. He's like, look, I, I'm built for this. I'm going to bring truth to this. So I'm going to be good with this. And no matter what has gone on, he has been able to learn and not allow those mistakes to stay with him. You mentioned going back to the Atlanta Falcons where he lined up behind the right guard and the, and the running back of the moon behind the center. It could have been very easy. And he even laughed at it saying, well, we never worried about that in, in, in Pop Warner football because we snapped the ball and I had to worry about being on the center. So he was good-natured about it. But when I heard him say that, I said, man, that's a kid that clearly understands that bumps and bruises are going to happen, but he's going to learn from that. Against that Saints defense, now 17-0, he led that comeback. He made plays with his arm. He made plays with his legs. He made plays with his mind. He was able to find a way to get that team to win an 18-17 to 17 game. No matter what is going on with him, and you're right, he's not there yet in terms of what we actually have with him. But based on the small sample size that I see, I know that that moment is not going to overwhelm him, that he's going to be in that moment, embrace that moment, relish it, and learn from it no matter what the end result is going to be. Oh, he's going to be a hell of a quarterback. I mean, and if you're the Green Bay Packers, look at just the last three quarterbacks. You got, you had Brett Favre out there, and he played for as long as he did. And then you found success with Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love will find success. Yeah. I just don't know if they're winning that division this year. You think I it's think, going to be the Lions? 
I, I do believe it's going to be the Lions. I think that that football team has kind of morphed into their head coach's mentality. We want to play this bully ball. We want to be physical. Everybody's buying in. Where with Green Bay, I think that, you know, a year from now, they're going to probably go back to what they've been doing for the last decade in that division with Aaron Rodgers. But Jordan Love just needs a little bit more time. Yeah, if you're the Detroit Lions and you were that pick to win this division, you can't lose this game tonight, period. You can't allow people to look at you and say, yep, same old Lions. We're different this year. I don't know. Couldn't be the Packers team that got guys coming back from injury and other guys going in injured. Listen, you're supposed to be them. You, 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 the, they were supposed to be them. Coming to the Detroit Lions, as far as I'm concerned, Orlando, and the NFL, believe me, I'm not trying to minimize anything. I would never do that in that league. I would never do that in professional sports. But there's certain games you look at and you say, man, we've got to find a way to win this game. Mm-hmm. We cannot allow Green Bay to believe that they can win this division. This division is supposed to be ours. It's not going to be easy, but the Bears we don't have to worry about. The Vikings we don't have to worry about, at least right now, they're 0-3. But this team, we're going to show them this is our division going forward. You're going to be chasing us, not the other way around. You lose tonight on the road in Green Bay when you're the better team in Detroit, and you wonder, okay, maybe some doubts are going to be there that those whispers could get louder regarding Detroit and ready to be a successful team in the NFC North. Yeah, I'd be devastated if they lost tonight because the whole world was watching three weeks ago when they went out, or four weeks ago when they went out and shocked the world, right? Right. And, and against KC, a, a team that nobody picked the Detroit Lions to win that football game. And it's nice to go into a game when nobody picks you to win. You're able to play free and just Absolutely. go out there and fly around. Now, when the expectations are high and you're expected to win a division going into Green Bay, going into a historic place, that a place where that has had your numbers, how do you fare now with that? Can you still implement your game plan? And I just think that when you look at Detroit, even though that I, Jordan Love could make better throws, in my opinion, mm-hmm. than a Jared Goff can, right. I think that – Detroit's offense, they just have a better grasp of what they have. No doubt. They know exactly what they have in Jared Goff and what situations they're going to put him in. They know what moments and where we're going to go with the football, exactly what he's going to do. Go back and look at the last three games that Detroit Lions have played. Jared Goff is sitting at 33 to 35 attempts. That's the formula of winning with Jared Goff. So I think they will be able to implement that tonight. And they're going to wait for Jordan Love to make a mistake. He's a young football player. I just don't believe that right now with a team that's trying to figure out their identity, mm-hmm. I don't think they have a great grasp on who Jordan Love is exactly. What, what, do, you, what do you think as far as that aspect? Well, like, it's a fair aspect to bring up. By the way, he's Orlando Franklin in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm completely with you in terms of that aspect with the Detroit Lions, that they're a better-suited football team. But I will say this, you know this as well. Confidence is dangerous when you have it, and it's dangerous when you don't have it. The Lions are a two-point favorite on the road. I can't recall in recent memory that they've gone into Green Bay and been a, a favorite going into that building. So people are starting to expect the Detroit Lions to see if they can handle being the hunted instead of being the hunter because they told everybody. They let it be known that, yeah, we ready. Dan Campbell, Jared Goff on a low level. Everybody said, we, we ready. We're not just going to win this division. We're also going to go out there and be a threat to the three teams that are the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the San Francisco 49ers. Well, teams like that don't lose the Arizona Cardinals or the Cowboys that, that did on Sunday. And if you're the Lions, you can't lose this game at the Green Bay Packers. you got to go in there, and to your point, play that bully. Be that bully. 
you know, throw people out of the club at the end of the night when they want an extra drink. Don't allow people in your house when you say, there's no more food for you. I've already fed you. The party's over. Be that bully what when it comes to the Lions. Co- what did the head coach say? They bite the kneecaps? Absolutely. Like Harry yeah. Douglas said, somebody about to get bit. Well, if you're in Detroit, be the biter, not the bitey. <laughs> you don't yes, allow the sir. Packers to bite you first when you are a team that, on paper, you are a better football team when it comes to that. Archie in Texas at 888-729-3776. I heard that you want to give the Detroit Lions some love, Archie. So what you got? Hey, Freddie, it's great to hear you, man, in the afternoon. I'm a truck driver, man, and uh, you used to carry me at night. Now I'm in the days, and I'm listening to you. Appreciate you, my friend. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, look, man, I'm so happy about the Lions, man. Um, as fans, look, I've been hearing you. I grew up in Brooklyn before we moved to Detroit. I used to be a Giants fan. I moved to Detroit. I fell in love with the Lions. And I've been so – I ain't never seen the Lions win. So <laughs> to have them have all this anticipation – it coming in the season, living up to it. A lot of changes was made for the president when we got him from the 49ers, bringing on a new attitude. Dan Campbell, everybody, you know, bugged on him when he was saying all that crazy <laughs> stuff. But the dude got an old school mentality. He brought in a great coaching staff of young minds, former players, and they bring it in. They got that new modern type of play, but they also play with their hard nosed, you know, gritty type of style that they, you know, that, 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 that transforms, man, and they and they got rid of all. They weeded out all the players that didn't want to be Lions. You know what I mean? <laughs> they a lot of stuff was coming in for last checks and stuff like that. And they and so it's a it's a great vision, and I'm happy to see them. You know, uh, of doing this on the field, and I'm geeked to see them play the with the Packers, man, which we haven't had a lot of success tonight. And that's why I said these are the kind of games you Detroit. This way, Archie in Texas doesn't want to drive off somewhere and not root for your team that you can't lose either the Lions. Who do you got winning tonight, by the way? I got the Lions winning tonight. Okay. I think they take care of business. Uh, it's not going to be a like a boat race or anything like that, but I think in the course of a football game and the body blows and body blow, body blow, I think Detroit's just going to wear them down and win the football game ultimately. Yeah, I'm with you, but if you're Detroit, you better bite them first. <laughs> yes, Don't sir. let them bite you first because they do. Jordan Love has shown if he gets a lead, he might be able to have the Packers keep that, and all of a sudden you may have more questions of two and two than you that's could have thought if you're the Lions. But, Freddie, that's why I said, you know, when you look at Jared Goff, 33 to 35 passing attempts. Uh-huh. You cannot allow Green Bay to go out there and get a two-touchdown lead or a two-score lead. Absolutely. At that point, you're going to turn it into a throw fest, and now you get a little bit uncomfortable and go away from your identity. you got to be able to implement your identity from the start of that, the first whistle tonight to the last whistle. Yeah, and I, right now, Jared Goff has the potential to play like a top-five quarterback. I know it can be blasphemous to say, but – so far this year, he's had that ability. He's played like a top-five quarterback. And if he plays like that tonight, I'm with you. The Green Bay Packers will not be able to match up. We're going to give you a little other news, including one woman who's been trying to prove that she's been alive after being declared dead 16 years ago. Excuse me. A complete excuses, but it's not an excuse. It's going to be reality. With Orlando Franklin and Freddie Coleman, that's next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Orlando Franklin, in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Oh, we're about to hear from Zach Wilson, quarterback of the New York Jets. Now, for those who missed the show about an hour and a half ago, give it take a lie or two. 
Rich Samini, ESPN New York Jets reporter, put it out there that the Jets distributed T-shirts to everybody in the football team, black T-shirts, all medium, so they can have the muscles look swole, with big block le- white letters saying, I got your back. And, oh, yes, Zach Wilson's wearing one of those shirts. He has this to say to New York Jets fans saying, don't lose faith in us. I mean, I don't know if I would say it fuels me because I, I like to ignore it, you know, and I, I get the passion and the frustration, absolutely. But my job as a quarterback is to focus on how I can get better, how I can help this offense score, how I can help us, you know, win games, and it needs to improve and it needs to get better. But that starts in the, in the film room with the coaches checking out those plays um, and then just doing my job from there. You know, I wouldn't say that's necessarily the, the, the focus point of where the fuel comes from. He also says that everybody in the Jets organization, especially in that locker room, they have Zach Wilson's back. This narrative outside of this locker room is different than the narrative that's in this locker room. I truly believe the guys in this locker room all have each other's back. I got theirs, and I feel like they got mine, and we're going to keep doing everything we can to improve. And I really think those guys are, are doing a good job of realizing, you know what, nobody understands what's going on on that field besides us in this locker room. So we're going to do everything we can to keep improving and get better. Orlando, your thoughts, brother? I mean, there's a little bit of truth to that, right? Nobody understands what the play call was and the progression and if Zach Wilson looked at the the right person, but we all could see that there is not a success. There's no success there. We could see that the reason why there's no success there is because you're getting poor quarterback play. So with all that being said, I get it, but I believe it's a lip service, Freddie, because in an NFL locker room, we all understand Mm -hmm. that – that 53-man roster is made, and that's it. We know the challenges of getting somebody off the street to come in and try to play football, more or less the quarterback position that you have to know everybody. Like, it takes reps. I think that that organization is frustrated. I think you could have a person's back and still be frustrated in, in them. Like, did you put the work in this offseason? Right. Like, we're, we're, why haven't you taken a huge step forward, especially learning under Aaron Rodgers? Why does it look like you're either the same or you've taken steps backwards? And I think that for this young man, that's what he has to figure out. When is, when is Zach Wilson going to be sick and tired of being sick and tired? And it has absolutely nothing to do with his teammates having faith or not having faith. You're Zach Wilson. And I believe it. Of course I believe he wants to be better, that he must be the quarterback that he knows that he can be, that he believes he can be. But until you actually show it, you can have all the T-shirts in the world. You can say whatever you want, whatever lip service that is. Until you actually produce and produce and produce, then people are not going to be seduced by you, no matter what kind of words and T-shirts you put out there as a Jets organization. Each and every afternoon, if you have a chance to find out to get updated on things, sometimes the update is so good that you need a little of this. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. From the taking of the emotional support animals to far files, a fan identified by the Philadelphia Choir with Charmaine Nameless, Joao Henny, arrived at Citizens Bank Park walking Wally on a leash. Wally is a five-foot alligator as a service animal. What? I'm not making this up. Now, the stadium has a policy on support animals. On the Phillies' official website, it states... Certified service dogs or service dogs in training for guests with special needs are welcome. All other animals are prohibited, end quote. If you need an alligator as a service animal, Orlando, that says more about you instead of the alligator. Yeah, and I'm not mad at them for denying Wally entrance to this Amen. Amen. Stadium. Well said. Oh, man. Could you just imagine 
walking down the hallway or, you know, the carousel and seeing an alligator walking with somebody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, mm. nope, 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 nope. Sometimes you just got to draw the line and support animals. I mean, yeah. th- there are plenty of times I'll go into Home Depot and people have their dogs in the carriage and thinking, really? You can't leave your dog in the car? So now I got to worry about dog hair where I'm trying to get stuff from my house because mm. you can't leave Fido in the car. Anyway, then you have this. A Missouri woman mistakenly was added to the Social Security Administration's master death list in 2007. For the past 16 years, she's been trying to prove she's very much alive. What? Now, this woman who shall remain nameless, Madeline Michelle Carthen, now 52, she first found out about the accounting error when she was a business technology student applying for financial aid because she wanted to attend an an intern exchange program in Ghana. At first, she laughed, but then she realized, wait a minute. She had to withdraw from the program until the matter was sorted out. She's had cars repossessed. HR could not add her to the payroll and housing. She now lives with her sister because she's been trying to prove she's been alive, even though she was declared dead back in 2007. That is crazy to me. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I'm just right here, guys. Hey, yeah. I, that person that you think that is now longer living, like <laughs> exactly. that's me. You would think that you would only have to do that once, Freddie. This right. lady's been doing it for 16 years. 16 years. She's like, I don't have the coffin to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no undertaker. You know, I have not risen from the dead. <laughs> I am right here. Just, you know. She, yeah. said, she said she doesn't know when she's going to be able to get her identity back after being declared dead. Because according to St. Louis, once a person added to the master death list, <laughs> everybody's notified. IRS, Medicare, and banks. Wow. That's wow. crazy. You would think that that would be solved with just one phone call, that everybody could be notified that oh, that's not the case. Oh, one keystroke of the computer. No doubt about that. Amber and Ian comes your way next from my man Orlando Franklin. And for Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless and stay alive. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.